Welcome to the Grabbing the Brisket podcast. We appreciate the listen. Hey, we got an exciting interview planned for you guys later on. We do. Yeah, very soon later on. I like very how soon. you just jumped right in there. Yeah, we're not messing around. We're not messing. We're giving you all the goodies right now. Yeah. Uh, before you get to listen to that, why don't you smash that subscribe button? Yes. Is that what they say? Smash, smash it? it. I think, yeah, I think people say. that say that are just tools. Yeah, I would you know never I mean? say that. I don't, would never say that. Don't say that. <laughs> don't. Yeah, but if you if you heard me say it. You should do it. That's right. Yeah. That's Hit the right. like and the follow and smash and grab. Smash and, and grab. Go. Smash. Share, fireworks. Share. Fireworks. <laughs> hey, yeah. Let's talk about um, this last podcast we just did. This remote that we were just on. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a great podcast. Uh, yeah, coming out um, Monday. Oh, right. Well, it already came out. I guess. Yeah. By the time yeah. they hear this, they by the time you coming out it. last yeah. Monday. So <laughs> you've already heard it. So you already know how great it was. How, how good was possibly, that? Possibly, but possibly, but. Um, yeah, you're right. But I, I really loved going there. I loved going to Backfish. It was a great uh, environment sitting back there in the room. Um, you liked sitting in the brewery where they were brewing and they brought you free beers and talking about barbecue. You like that? I love that. Okay. We need, <laughs> listen. You like we, drinking a dark imperial stout beer for it, at 9 a.m. in the morning? I, I love that. Yeah, that's pretty good. John, I need <laughs> you to set more of these up. We're going back this weekend. Yay. <laughs> Just Seriously? kidding. We're not going oh, back. <laughs> Okay, that, no, that was it, a really fun time. Any listeners out there that that may possibly have a field trip that we need to go visit, brewery, barbecue restaurant, I mean, you name it, let mm-hmm. us know. Your backyard, anywhere, anywhere in the United States, all of our TikTok money will pay for the trip. Correct, yes. that's right. Yeah. As long as all <laughs> everything's in, in, inclusive. Yeah. What we mean by TikTok money is John and uh, his wife's um, money, right? Yeah, Matt? they probably have a few points built up. Yeah, we'll the whole twelve dollars that we've made. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> right. As soon okay. as we get enough for a twelve pack, no, a case of beer, we're mm-hmm. celebrating. Yeah, no, I agree. We're celebrating with a case of beer. Maybe we need to wait until we can get a brisket and a case of beer. So I, about a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you right now, a case of beer is not going to work. Cooking a brisket, keg of beer. Keg of beer. Keg. Keg. Okay. Yeah. All right, so tell the people what we have on store, on deck. Who do we have today? We have Matt Messer from Cotton Gin Smokers. That's he right. builds those badass drum smokers you see all over the place. CGS. Uh, these, these. I'm really eager to talk to this guy because looking, perusing the website and looking at his stuff and then seeing, you know, I watched the, uh, the Captain Ron video where he does the unboxing and does the seasoning of the pit, which is really badass how he did the FOGO. On, on the front of that, 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 that the door, I guess, mm-hmm. on, on it. Uh, but I'm really excited about how cool this. Uh, re- or just kind of talk to the man behind this and see how you come up with some of this stuff. I know these drum circles have been out for a long time, but I think he's doing a different spin on this. Yeah, you know what I mean? They're no longer ugly drum smokers. No, yeah, they, exactly. they look pretty badass and they're pretty sweet. So we're, we're excited to talk barbecue and these drum smokers and how to work them and what right. the, what the right. functionality is and all that stuff. Yeah, they got so many gadgets on them now. I know, I know. So well, let's check the phone cool. line and see if he's waiting. Yeah. <laughs> Dot him up, John. Let's go. <laughs> That's Let get him up. All right, guys. This is James grabbing the brisket. We're back with Matt with Cotton Gin Smokers. I don't know why I keep. Oh man, my my mind must be somewhere else. But hey, Matt, thanks for joining us. Let's uh. Let's get right into it. Uh, so you are the owner and operator of Cotton Gin Smokers. These are these are ugly. Well, 
they're not really ugly drum smokers anymore. I mean, these are very, very nice vertical smokers that you're putting out there. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm the owner and, and builder of, of, uh, cotton gin smokers. So can you, can you take us back to the beginning on how you kind of got involved into building smokers and, and got into the whole barbecue scene? Yeah. I mean, uh, so, you know, growing up in Texas, you know, obviously we eat, sleep and, uh, breathe barbecue down there. And, uh, growing up, you know, I ate it. I learned to eat it and eat it well. And my senior year in high school, we had a, I took a metal shop class and uh, I grew up as a, a preacher's kid and didn't have any cows and everybody in my class, uh, their class project, they were building cattle pens. And as a preacher's kid, didn't have any cows. So I thought, man, what can I, what can I build that I can use? And, um, I'll wind up just giving that away to somebody else. And so decided to build a, a grill and a, or a smoker on, on a trailer and I looked into the material cost and was going to wind up costing me a couple thousand dollars and thought, yeah, maybe I'll just build cattle pens. <laughs> um, and, uh, but then I wound up getting really determined and, um, talked to my next door neighbor and he had an old trailer and had a boat sitting on there. And when I asked him, told him what I was doing, he said, Matt, look out there in that field. You see that boat? I said, yes, sir. He said, if you'll take that boat, I'll give you the trailer. <laughs> oh, nice. uh, I scratched my head for a second and I went and got my pickup and got the boat and trailer and took the boat off and I refabbed the trailer to put a smoker on there. And uh, the next year came back to visit and man, everybody was building grills and smokers and it had transformed the thinking of the class. And um, there was probably 30 or 40 smokers just lining the floor of the shop when I went back to visit and um, I was really, really humbled by that. And uh, I had thought about going into welding um, as a profession and wound up going a different direction. And I didn't pick up a welder until a few years later, took a college class. And then after that, I didn't touch a welder for 15 years. And uh, um, I wound up learning how to smoke meat up in Michigan uh, of all places from a guy from Alabama and um and ended up with a uh a pretty nice rotisserie smoker uh, that i acquired and uh, started selling meat just side, side porch catering i call it uh, i wound up coming across the the gentleman who uh, founded the company who built that smoker is a southern yankee smoker uh they're out of indiana and no longer in business and he was selling blueprints to his smokers. And so I, I started communicating with him and realized that he uh, was, was the founder of, of that company. And um, I bought a set of the blueprints. And next thing I know, we're, we're building rotisserie smokers on trailers. We launched in Memphis in May of 2018. And I had a couple of business partners then. A year later, uh, our jobs kind of separated us. And so we dissolved the company. And um, I kept the name and then I reformed it in Michigan and uh, somebody challenged me to build a drum smoker. Uh, I had made fun of them actually um, at Memphis in May. <laughs> and uh, I, I said, man, these guys are cooking on trash cans. <laughs> and uh, and I, I just stopped pointing and laughing. And somebody challenged me and said, don't knock it till you try it. So I did. I built one that in January of 2019. Had a, some used, a used drum and some 
some parts and um i had no idea that what it was gonna lead to after that you know i just thought maybe i was building one for myself and that was gonna be it and next thing you know somebody else wants one and somebody else wants one right that's how it so works so on and then, <laughs> and then being, snowballed. you know like from from michigan you know it's 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 kind of cold up there right so a little chilly. usually yep. you know you're using the drum just for for warmth for heat right yeah. So then yeah, you're right. like, eh, let me uh, let me go ahead and uh, just go ahead and figure out how I can cook some brisket on this thing or something. That's right. That that was the Texan coming out of me. Yeah, <laughs> how to cook brisket on there and we'll be good. Stay warm and eat right. So <laughs> two birds with one stone, man. I love it. That's right. That's right. So it sounds like you've been, I mean, all over the place. I mean, Alabama, Michigan, obviously from Texas. Uh, is Texas still like in your heart? Oh yeah, I. <laughs> my, I'm, you ask, you come to my house and it's Texas, Texas or Texaco. I've got stuff everywhere. Uh, Texas flag hanging out on the side of the house, and my wife is from Michigan, and so she just kind of puts up with it and rolls her eyes. Sure, yeah, she's like, "Man, you're really prideful," and I'm like, "I know, I'm from Texas." So. <laughs> That's how it works. I'm glad you didn't get converted, buddy. I'm glad. Well, you mentioned uh, off off the uh, um, not when we were getting ready for the podcast that you're from West Texas. What whereabouts in West Texas are you from? Yeah, I'll just claim uh, Amarillo, as that's where a lot of my dad's side of the family's from. Uh, okay. My mom's family's from the valley, but uh, I lived more in, in West Texas. I never lived in the valley, um, and uh, so Amarillo is where I go back to, or I go back to Austin now. Um, yeah, I've got those are kind of two cities I go to, and uh, definitely a, a Longhorns fan. We'll throw that out yeah. there. Love so. it! Oh my god, this is great news! Great news! Right. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and, I, and I can tell you, I'm a I'm a panhandle guy myself. Uh, I'm from Denver City, Texas, so the whole cotton gin thing, you know, Seminole. There's a lot of cotton from those areas. Yeah. Um, so yeah. is that is that go into your name as well? Just being from from that area. It, it does, you know, so having lived in, in West Texas and then lived in uh, Tennessee, you know, cotton is just very prevalent part of the culture and part of the lifestyle. And when I moved up north, there's no cotton. The no. only white stuff is, is <laughs> what you see in the wintertime. Yeah, snow. <laughs> and yeah. And which y'all, y'all had a little bit of that uh, not too long ago. Uh, we got ice. Uh, we got lucky. Yeah, it was ice. You got ice. Yeah, okay. It wasn't snow. Yeah. very uh uh unfortunate you know what i mean it's we wanted yeah. we wanted to be excited about it but then it hung around for more than just a day and yeah, then it right. got then it got pretty real like people in, in texas i mean you think of texas just the great state of texas which it is uh, their power grid just wasn't quite up to uh, up to par there not, not up to yeah. Stuff, huh? yeah yeah so yeah uh yeah so you know uh, when I came up here and I was doing some catering and stuff and I, and I've always toyed with opening a barbecue restaurant up here cause there's not any great barbecue, a couple of places that are decent. Um, my wife, she doesn't, she doesn't like to go out to eat barbecue cause she's like, well, it's not going to match up to anything that you're taking me to down South or anything you've made. And so, <laughs> but anyway, I, I, I always thought for some reason that I would call the place cotton gin barbecue company. And that would be the name of my restaurant. And I just felt like you could do a lot with that theme. If you do anything up here with a Texas or Southern flair, it's going to, it's going to, if you do it right, it's going to sell. But I never really had the desire to, to open a restaurant. I mean, it just was a kind of in my, 
back of my head somewhere. And so when we started Cotton Smokers and I had the business partners, uh, the trailers and, and rotisseries were being built in Mississippi. I was living in Michigan and uh, my partner was down there in Mississippi and he was looking for a shop for us. He called me up one day and he told me, he said, I found a shop. And I said, oh, great. Tell me about it. He said, well, it's an old cotton gin. I started laughing and I told him uh, that story I just said about being up here. And, and it just like, it just made sense. Cotton gin smokers. And it just stuck. And yeah, now we're, now we're rolling with it. So been rolling with it for a couple of years now, I guess. Very cool. Very That's cool. Awesome. I'm so, be honest. I didn't even realize you guys were doing, I thought it was just drum smokers. You guys are still doing the. Uh... No. So we, so when we parted ways, I, I didn't have a shop. I didn't have a welder. I wasn't, hadn't been welding in 15 years. And, um, so I, all of a sudden I lost, you know, my operations guy. And, um, so when I started building drum smokers, I was literally building them in my basement and I would, I would drill them out. There was no welding involved at that time. I would drill them out, uh, carry them up the stairs to, well, here, I'll start from the beginning. The drums would show up at my house. I would haul everything down to the basement, drill it out, haul it back upstairs, take it to powder coat, come back from powder coat, back down the stairs reassemble everything haul it back upstairs to give it to the customer Good <laughs> Lord. so that nice. that smoker went up and down the stairs like four or five times and uh it sucked really bad let's see march april may we moved out of the basement and moved into a shop uh, and on level ground there you go <laughs> and that was that was much better so i i'm really intrigued by this because being somebody that just thinks about business, you know, all the time, um, I'm always thinking of an angle. Not, not I'm not, I'm not a shyster. Yeah, yeah right? an angle. And I, I was thinking, <laughs> I'm always looking at something like, okay, look, is that something that I could do? Is this something that, you know? And a lot of times, like, no, I don't have the resources, or I don't have the ability. I'm not, I've, I've never done that before. Maybe I have to be, you know, it's a craft, right? Uh, sure. But, but what you're doing is like, this is not this the simple little ugly drum smoker. And I think you have one on there that's like the, like the the original, the first one that you probably built the, or whatever or the else, base right? Model kind the of. base model, yep. Yeah, and then the you, one that it's got the picture of me that you posted um, uh, as the advertisement for this episode. That was my, I think that was number two. Number one and number two were very close in, in the color pattern. So I'm trying to remember which one that one was. I think that was number two um, that I made for a friend up here. Uh, but they were basically identical uh, smokers. Nice. But yeah, um, yeah, those were those were rattle can painted. Uh, painted, I painted those by hand, and that was for the birds. So we quickly moved to powder coating, and it's more durable and it's it's better quality. So oh, yeah, it'll last longer uh, for sure. And I guess it holds up to the heat, right? So you're, it's not having you're not worried about it fading or peeling or anything yeah. else when, once you powder. So coat it's it, right? it's. Powder coat is regular temp. Powder coat is baked on at 450, and <clears throat> it's rated to 600. And so when you're, you know, when you're cooking, either low and slow or hot and fast, you're not even getting up to that 450. And if you are, there might be a problem. Right. Um, unless but, there, uh, unless there is a problem, like because I, I have, yeah. uh, we we talked about this. So we 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 built one of our own drum smokers oh, yeah? this is nice. this is way back well, before i wouldn't use the word nice no no it, it was it is definitely an ugly drum uh and this is are, are you sending are you like preparing to give me your resume like right yes <laughs> no <laughs> it's uh it's are we turning this way. into a job interview right so uh but uh, more more on my cooking experience or whatever so probably the first couple of times i use one of these things i i i 
I've been cooking on stick burners and, and Traegers and, mm-hmm. and Weber grills far as I can remember. Right. This thing's no different. I can handle it. It's no big deal. It, it was a big deal. It handled just a little bit different. And, and <laughs> I'll, I'll just a quick little, little story. So I had it, and I was doing a brisket and doing the whole hot and fast type deal. And it, and it was it was coming along beautifully. The bark was set. Everything was great. And I was like, all right, it was, it's time for me to wrap it. So I, I made the mistake of opening up the mm. lid and leaving the lid open while I mm-hmm. went into the house to grab tinfoil. And on the way <laughs> and out... And you had a you had a rocket coming out of the top of your smoker. Correct, yeah. On the way out uh, of coming back to my front yard where they had the barrel, um, I was like, you know what? I got to go to the bathroom. Let me just go to the bathroom real quick. <laughs> then I totally just blanked out. I had one of those uh, thermal work uh, um, thermometers into the brisket. And I had the receiver with me, and all of a sudden it just starts going off, and I just get like a, a mm. an error message, and I'm like, "Well, that's weird. I mean, these things are usually pretty reliable. I don't know what really is happening here." So I come out. Yes, this thing looks like it's about to shoot off to the moon, and I was oh like, "Oh my gosh!" I go to pull the cord out, the 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 probe that was in the brisket. It already melted the probe. The probe just came out, and I mean, the probe was still in the brisket, and the cord just came with my hand. So, oh, uh, oh my gosh. They, they they do take a little bit uh, of working, uh, uh, getting them, them able to to work. So it takes a little bit of a practice. But once you dial it in, those things are. I mean, you don't have to mess with it. Yeah. I mean, that, and, yeah. and that's probably what a lot of people have 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 gravitated towards. In in whether you're backyard cooking or whether you're doing a competition, barbecue wise, or if you're doing a a steak deal. Um, and I imagine you've probably seen it on your end, just the the popularity of these things just picking up just a little bit. Yeah, they have, and you know, and, and COVID, I think, has helped with that too, because you know everybody went to cooking at home instead of going out to restaurants at the beginning, and um, and so they're you know trying to figure out new and creative ways to cook from home, and that's really what has projected our business to the next level, um, and. You know, people, you know, I think hopefully people will stay in that mindset, you know, once things kind of normalize, uh, which I just saw that y'all are starting to normalize down there, which is great. A little um, bit. We'll see how it pans oh. out for us. I mean, they're starting to lift some of the restrictions. We're not so. going back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got to move forward. We're about we to lift all the restrictions. Yeah, What's, yeah. So as an out-of-stater, not, not that you are, but you're yeah. living there, but so what are the people around there saying when they see stuff like that? You know, Texas is doing this or whatever. You know, I've, I've, I've just got back from uh, being down south, so I haven't heard much up here. But I tell you, most most Michiganders are ready to move forward as well. Uh, but <laughs> I live cool. on the state line of Indiana and Michigan, so we would just go over to, to Indiana to go out to eat if, you know. <laughs> right, right, right. So everybody in Michigan is like, eh, we're just going to go to Indiana. And we did have a few restaurants that stayed open and broke the rules and – you know, we'd support them as well. But yeah. um, so, does Indiana have a good barbecue? No, they, no. no. Let's just say no. no. Let's just be honest. No. Okay. There is there is one place called Fat Cat, and they do decent brisket. Pulled pork is terrible. Uh, their ribs are not not too bad. And then there's a brewery in Michigan up on the lake called Greenbush Brewery, and they have uh, uh, some good beer. But they they do a fantastic. Uh, brisket mac and cheese and uh, that's that's the best around here that sounds good so those are the only two spots though that uh, we are opening a mission barbecue um as a you know chain and i heard dickie's was going to be opening up but 
Sad thing. Sad thing. Sad thing is, that'll be the best barbecue some people have eaten. So Ooh, um, that's going to be. I don't think Dickie's has a barbecue pit in their barbecue restaurant. <laughs> they probably don't. No, I don't, <laughs> don't think they do. That's awfully weird. Right. So I seen on your website you have three different, uh, I guess, models of of drums. Uh, do you want to explain kind of what the difference is on those? Yeah, sure. So uh, you got the sower, uh, which is kind of the beginner base model. Uh, you got the Reaper and you got the Harvester. The engine, uh, the inside, the the, the uh, heat shield, charcoal basket, and baffle plate, that's all the same in all three models. Uh, so I know some of the other competitors, you have to, you know, you get the smoker and then you have to buy the extra pieces. You get the charcoal basket, but you got to buy the heat shield and the baffle plate. Um, those all, and everything comes with it in all three models. The, um, the sower is got a, Kind of like a big green egg. It's got the the draft door down at the bottom, and then you got your uh, your exhaust on the top, and it's got a lid hook instead of a hinge, um, yes. and it's got a single grate in there. So it's very basic as far as you know frills and thrills go. You know, trying to make it more economy line. <clears throat> um, I honestly I don't sell very many of those. And then you got the the Reaper. Um, that one's got casters and um, uh, and then it's got your two stubby intakes down at the bottom. Other than that, it's the same as the the uh, sower. And then the harvester that's that's our premier um, smoker, and that's I would say nine out of ten smokers that I sell are the harvester. Um, it's got casters, it's got handles on the side, it's got a hinge lid, it's got a tri-level system. For hanging meat, uh, you can you know comfortably hang nine racks of ribs in there vertically. Uh, you can fit twelve. It's a little tight squeeze, but you can do it. You've got the, uh, the tri-level grate system where you can you can cook on different levels in there, uh, and then you've got clearly the front door that's on the front, um, and that's where people the customization kicks in, and people want to put their logos on the front. Uh, they want to customize the colors and stuff, and um, I don't. I don't sell a whole lot of the standard models. I, it's all. It's all custom harvesters is pretty much what we do. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, you, you you have a you have a, a couple of barbecue pits on there, and you look at one, and you're like, okay, that's nice, and then you see mm-hmm. one is like, that's a door. You put a door on it. Yeah, explain the door. Like, uh, what I, is the purpose? I want the door. Yeah, what's the? I mean, for the listeners. Yeah, it's it's luxury. It's a luxury piece. Uh, so it doesn't, you know, it, it's not affecting the cook at all. Well, I guess in a way it does. So with the tri-level system, you if you opt to get two meat grates, everything comes with one laser cut grate. If you opt for a second one or if you want to add like a Weber kettle uh, grate, it's the same diameter. It'll fit on there. So you could be running two grates in there and that bottom level grate, you can access from that door and you can open that up. And, you know, if you want to spritz it or if you need to rotate your meat, instead of pulling all the grates and everything out to do everything, you can just open that door, pull that out. If you're rotating your meat and you want to put what's on the top grate down, open your lid and then and swap it out real quick. So it's got that purpose. You can access your charcoal basket if you were to do, say you're doing two brisket cooks back to back and you needed to refuel, you could do that. And then just taking some really sweet pictures. <laughs> so that seems to be the, the very popular thing to do now is, is pictures of your meat hanging there. So. Right, yeah, we're not a, we're not cooking barbecue to eat it. We just want to get pictures of it. Yeah, that's right. We just, we just want some really cool pictures. <laughs> so, so you said in May or so you you moved into the new shop. Is that correct? 
Correct. Yep. And then, so we moved in into a fifteen by forty uh, a business incubator, and um, I thought, man, this is great compared to my basement. Uh, it quickly filled up when I started putting all the drums in there and char- charcoal and everything that came with it. And so then uh, we wanted to move from there to a twenty by forty, and then um, not long after that, we moved into a forty by forty that's fully insulated, heated. I mean, it's nine day difference. Um, and now, uh, as we were talking about before the show, um, our, uh, found out the facility that we're renting from, uh, did not have the correct zoning in place. And so the zoning commission and fire department got involved and it's nothing that we did wrong. It's on our landlord's landlord. Yep. And, um, it's going to be a, a, you know, a long process for them to even get rezoned. And, um, so we are, we're having to make a decision this week, uh, on Friday and we're, we're I've got to narrow down to a couple of different shops and, um, I think it's going to wind up being for the for the best, um, and eventually I plan on building my own building, <clears throat> but we still can't still can't build right now because the the frost is on the ground. So um, we'll temporarily move and again, and eventually we'll land somewhere. But <laughs> look, I'm <laughs> permanent. I'm, I'm not. I'm throwing this out here, Matt. And I just want you to take this. You know, take it with a grain of salt, right? Um, Texas misses you, man. Like we don't have to worry uh, about frost on the ground. You can build yeah, right now. Right? Land is cheap. We have plenty yeah. of it. I'm, I'm sure your wife would love to move here. Let's just yeah. do this. Let's make it happen. Let's bring let's bring you back home, uh, man. So uh, as much as I would love to do that, yeah, I spent 10, 10 years of my ten formidable years of my life. College. I went to college in Tennessee. Uh, built a lot of relationships there, and then and I learned to appreciate Memphis barbecue. Uh, still, you oh, know, yeah. it's brisk, brisket's king. But I, I did learn to appreciate dry rub ribs. Um, I do like pulled pork, and so uh, and my mom. I've got family in Memphis, so so she's in Memphis. Um, my I'll let the cat out of the bag here. My my big picture goal is to end up in Memphis. Uh, with a, a destination barbecue supply store and moving my manufacturing there. <clears throat> and then I want to partner with two other uh, businesses, one a brewery and one uh, a barbecue restaurant. And with all three buildings be right there, kind of make a triangle. And then in the center, you have this big uh, game yard with uh, really nice uh, games, some pavilions set up. You could come in with your company uh, and or with a group of friends and you could rent out one of these pavilions go play your games, come back and eat, have a couple of brews and all three businesses kind of scratching each other's backs. We'd have a, a live uh, stage there for some live music uh, and uh, kind of make it a, a really cool atmosphere at the, at the, at the barbecue supply store. We'd have an outdoor kitchen as well for doing cooking classes and bringing some people in to, to do some demonstrations and stuff. So, uh, and we would be able to really get in and support Memphis in May uh, barbecue festival there and be a kind of a big, big player in that that's kind of the big five-year goal maybe is what we're thinking so that sounds amazing um, it does yeah amazing. it'll be fun I like the i want it to be a place that any any dad driving through memphis goes man we need to stop at cotton gin barbecue supply that's that's a cool place let's you know and they want to take their son there to go and uh buy another grill or come hang out and cook a few things and make it an experience you know there's not a there's not a you would think in Memphis there would be a great barbecue supply store and there's not and there's a couple of spots that are you know they're decent the owners are nice and everything but it's not anything to write home about and, and I think Memphis should have that um, so that's kind of my 
kind of my big picture goal, but I carry Texas with me everywhere. There'll be Texas <laughs> flags hanging up in there. No, so. I'm just giving you a <laughs> oh, yeah. time. That's, I, think, I think it's really awesome. I think it's no, really, that's definitely a fantastic yeah. idea. I mean, we've, you know, all, all have toyed around with the idea of having something uh, like you're, you're, you're putting out there and you're envisioning. So, Hey, we wish you the best. I mean, we, we really hope you uh, achieve those goals. Yeah. Um, well, if it works, you know, who knows? We may, maybe we'll be franchising uh, at some other other big cities and stuff. Uh, you know, I've got a brother in St. Louis. Maybe we could take something down to, to Perryland and you know do a cotton gin barbecue supply store down there. So, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. there it is. That's very cool. We will be at the grand opening. Yeah. So, so uh, have you ever? Well, y'all, y'all be the ones running it. So. <laughs> I'm quitting my job tomorrow. <laughs> Sweet. Have you ever gotten into the competition side of cooking? Yeah, I think he is. The state cook-offs. Okay. And, and right? Haven't you done some of those? Yeah. So the funny thing is, is I have only competed myself one time, and that was at a local uh, – we've got a big festival up here every year, and they decided to do a backyard barbecue competition, not sanctioned by anybody. And the first year they did it, I found out about it too late. Second year I got in on it. And there was like 17 teams, I guess, something like that. And I got in, didn't have a clue what I was doing, you know, as far as the competition side of things goes. And um, I had a blast. It was it was a lot of fun. But afterwards, the business side of me went, man, I need to get in here and help make this a better event. And how can I help improve it? And how can I sponsor some teams to come in here and really, you know, push this and help help it become something better than it is? Well, COVID hit and it got canceled, so I didn't get yeah. to do that this year. <clears throat> but since then, we went and uh, went out to Kansas City and sponsored a uh, SCA event out there, and uh, that was that was a blast. And just the uh, camaraderie and the feel. Like I've been to Memphis in May, I've been to American Royal, had a blast there. But the feel is just different at the SCA events, and it, from my understanding, it is the fastest growing uh, food sport in the world right now, and. Uh, I was talking to Brett the other day. Uh, he's the founder, Brett Galloway, and he told me that they've got they had 350 competitions across the country um, this last year, even with COVID. This next year, they've got 500 that they're estimating will happen in America, wow. uh, plus whatever happens overseas. <clears throat> I'm just I'm just amazed, and uh, so we get the opportunity. We're gonna we're gonna become a national sponsor for them uh, for the organization. <clears throat> And then we'll be representing at their world competition in uh, Fort Worth in a couple of weeks. And so the, the world champion will get one of our smokers. So that's um, awesome. That's nice. Yeah, that's something that we've been interested in getting involved with doing this. We, we it, They don't really have a whole lot of, of the state cook-offs here in Houston uh, yeah. in, our, in our area, which is kind of weird. But uh, we're, we're definitely eager into jumping in. And I, I understand the thrill of it and the the the, the – people gravitating toward i'm not saying it's, it's easy a big, because it's a skill it, it's something but it's not oh, like man. it's not like a, a barbecue competition where you load up on friday <clears> get everything <throat> unpacked and then you're cooking all right. day it's and it's just a whole event. weekend ordeal it's like a 25 minute cook right right, right. yeah right you're, you're done yeah, almost. You, you would be amazed they spend hours prepping this little steak to cook it and it's not just slapping a steak on the grill i mean these guys i, I was watching in amazement and i was in kansas city like the techniques they did and the way they trimmed it and the way they babied that thing it was incredible but it's a huge family like they just they'll help each other out man you know 
somebody couldn't get a grill in because they flew in, you know, hey, let me loan you a grill. Uh, you know, it's, it's they're all about each other and helping each other. It's not like, you know, and it's obviously it's time to cook and for turning and everything. They're all business, but man, they have a they have a blast together and cut up and have a good time. So I was, yeah, I was really intrigued by by the atmosphere there. <clears throat> hmm. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned uh, Brad. I was actually emailing with him back and forth today, just just asking about events coming up in Houston, if there was any or whatnot. Yeah, seems like a great yeah. guy. It, the world's the world festival or the world competitions, and it is March. I leave March eleventh, so, uh, so I think it's uh, it's that Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Man, y'all should come up to Fort Worth and come to it, dude. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we'll have a tent there, and you come do a come do a live event or something. Hey, don't listen. I will do this. <laughs> I will. <laughs> come, I'm serious about it. Yeah. Come on. Do not tempt us with a good time. <laughs> yeah, Are you kidding we me? Will, yeah. <laughs> we used to get a remote at a at a brewery uh, last Saturday, and man, I I had the time of my life. It's hard to drink beer at at nine o'clock in the morning, but here's the deal: <laughs> you have to do it for the podcast, right? It's that's not yeah. my fault. Do you have to? I mean, you have to. You're at the brewery. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. And, and like, nobody, we were in the tap room doing it and very cool setup. And we had, we had a blast. My wife was not happy with me drinking that early in the morning because when I, when I came home drink, drinking, I think I had two or three beers there. But these these aren't like normal Coors Lights. Ten percenters. These are like 10% beers. Like, I, yeah. like, I had a yeah. bottle of wine or something. I was like, I am, I got to take a nap or something. It was way too much. So, so now you, you guys, so obviously you're fixing to move your, your process and are moved to another building. But I, I'm just curious with this whole this whole thing going, and I'm sure you've ramped up uh, and everything else. But what's what's an idea? And this is just for me. If you don't want this on, we can definitely cut it out. But uh, how many units are you putting out? Like, are you just like I saw it's like a six week backlog, or it's at least six weeks to get something out. You know, yeah, you order it right, right, right now. So I, you know, I'm working a full time job elsewhere yeah. um, on top of this. So to get, you know, it obviously it does not take me that long to put a drum together. Uh, but yeah, we've got, gosh, we've got probably ten or twelve orders on the on the floor right now that are in process, and then there's nice. a few more that came in while I was out of town. Um, <clears throat> and so you're, I'll just, I'll do this. Year one, my goal when I started doing this was to build 12 smokers a year. I just wanted – it was a hobby. I wanted to build one a month, give me something to tinker around with in the basement, right? Uh, I built 26 um, in year one. And then um, we tripled our sales in year two, uh, and we we put out uh, somewhere around 75 in year two. My goal is to do 120 in year three. Then on top of that, we're launching the 500 gallon offsets. So eventually, my goal here is just to go full time with this. Right. Um, right. And um, we plan. We'll be at the, the shed, uh, Brad Orson's, in uh, April. And the goal is to launch the 500 gallon there um, and have it there um, on site. So we'll awesome, see. Man. Keep our fingers crossed. It's coming along nicely. We're really excited about it. And. Uh, Waiting, waiting on a few other parts to get cut, and um, then we should be able to start working on finishing it up. Okay, so we did get some questions from listeners, and one of them, uh, and I don't know, I don't know how well this would 
maybe I'll have to cut this out, but he asked if he wanted to build his own drum. Do you have any tips for him? Do you, I don't know if you guys sell like parts for drums or anything like that. We don't. We're not a wholesale dealer. However, I would sell somebody a kit and send them a kit, and because I I understand the the value of building something myself, and so if somebody else wants to build one themselves, I'm more than happy to help them. And so, and the, and one of the things that I'm wanting to do in the future, uh, and this may be more like once we get to Memphis, uh, what we you know wind up doing, but wanted to do some uh, some building classes, <clears throat> so. Obviously, we'd get a different nameplate that would go on that smoker uh, that would kind of set it apart from our regular smokers uh, just for company quality standards and stuff. But, you know, you come in on Saturday and you would spend four hours uh, hanging out and drilling your holes and building your smoker, um, you know, but they would pay, you know, X amount of dollars to cover the cost of the material, uh, X amount for the to do the class. And then, you know, one of us would be there building alongside them, t- telling them, okay, this is where you got to put everything and helping them out. And then they pick their colors. Uh, that week we would take it to go get powder coated. The next Saturday they come back and assemble it. And, uh, and then off they go. So I don't know, just something fun to do. Uh, allow people to do a, have a kind of a DIY class, uh, I guess. And, but yeah, so if somebody uh, yeah have them have them uh, contact me and we you know we could definitely uh, uh, get a kit out to them um, with with the parts that they want. Definitely, nice. we definitely nice. will. Okay, I got one more question, and this is um, this is well. Let me take the question is first, I guess. Uh, why does the food um, that comes off the Fogo cotton gin smoker, the one that you built for Fogo? Uh, seem to be so top-notch every time is it because of the cook that's using it and that is from uh captain ron the guy that uses it he's the one that asked the question <laughs> yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome of course it is uh yeah uh, yes it, it's definitely the cook it's definitely the cook <laughs> that's really good that's really good yeah, that's, that's funny probably. yeah that guy you can yeah. always count on him with good questions i know sure. yeah right <laughs> actually man i have a question so like you know you so you're talking about you have a lot of stuff to, obviously when you're first doing it it's all you you know how far how hard is it for you to delegate a lot of the stuff you know to trust somebody else to do you know to build something the way you're going to build it the way that you know it knows know it's, it needs to be built and stuff like that you know how, how's that delegation process uh, you know, it's me and one other guy right now, um, and we just we work as a team. Um, he's uh, he's more business experience. He's got a lot of more business experience behind him, and so he's been able to pour a lot of his wisdom into me uh, just in the short time I've known him. And we work really well together. Um, and you know, it's I, I've learned to trust him really quickly. And um, if I'm out of town, I need him to take care of something while I'm gone. I, you know, I fully, fully trust him to do that. Uh, sure, yeah. I think, I guess I was yep. talking more of, of like the building process. Cause you know, you were a welder, right? You know, and you mm-hmm. were talking about, you were thinking how many, how many were y'all going to make at first? And then you like tripled that. Like you had to delegate right. immediately at some point. I think you built yeah, them all. So, yeah. So I, you built them all. I had, well, I've, I've had my hands on every one of them um, at this point. I did hire some kids, uh, um, 18, 19, 20-year-old right. boys to come yeah. work for me. That's that's the uh, question I guess I'm getting to is like, yeah, I mean, you're we, seeing we hired them for, for sure. a little while. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. 
no, no, no. Yeah, I was Which, just saying, like, you're seeing everything, like, at some point you have to know, like, well, this isn't my hand on it anymore. You know, did that delegation yeah. process, did, did it, I mean, at some point it has to, like, like, damn it, I don't have my hand on this this one, though, but maybe you do. There, I, I really don't know. You know, part of it is, and, and the part that I'm looking forward to in, in growing is being able to, um, I don't want to just create a job for myself. I want to be able to create a job for other people and to influence other people. Um, and so I want to be able to influence the guys that work with me sure. um, and, and as well as customers and, and friends that I meet along the way. Um, you know, and I want them to be able to influence me and I want to create that space. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, um, I'm an open book. And so what happened, we uh, hired these three, three kids to come work with us and they were, they're fantastic. I mean, they were hard workers, which is, it's hard to get with, with that young guys anymore. They just, you know, don't want to work. And, uh, but these guys were hard workers. They, they were about my brand. They were passionate about it. They were creative. They're socially, uh, social media driven. Um, and they had a lot of creative creativity. So I gave them a lot of free space to, to be creative and to come up with videos and to come up with stuff. And, and that was, that was probably the hardest thing for me during that season was okay they're, if they're not building they're not working but that's not true like these guys were were coming up with really creative things and way to promote stuff and uh and i kind of had to step back and let them let them do some of that <clears throat> and they, they came out with some, some good stuff and improved my social media stuff <clears throat> um so yeah, uh, you know, right now they're not they're they're not working and not on board right now. Um, still, you know, I was with one of them today and uh, still have great relationships with them. But um, uh, they're, they're at this point they're not not here working. So yeah, well, that's that's super exciting to be honest with you. Anytime you build something and see it to sell it, it's almost like selling a plate of food and watching somebody's eyes when they eat it, right? And then right. are, are selling something and somebody uses what you're you know they post a video about about your product and you're like. Dude, I built that product, and they're posting videos about it. So that's got to be really a great feeling in itself, right there. And that not it, only to, to double and triple the amount of sales you've had, you know, in just a couple of years. Um, I'm hoping that social media, which is something I I struggle with, but John over here is like the master at social media, and James as well. They're, they're these are two guys who are just they understand it really well, and um, and and it's really a tool to use, right? It's not just like how, how are it you is. doing, Grandma? How, how are hey, yeah, we're friends here? So nowadays got, it's not you know just I mean? for just freaking teens, you know. You no, know, no, uh, it's, getting together. I mean, people is, are using this as a tool to, right, to, yeah. to drive to business, excel their drive business. customers, drive drive profits. Right. Um, so, hey, I'm I'm so I'm 38 years old. When I was, it was probably about a year and a half ago. Um, at at my, my full time job, we have a whole media team. So I'm, I'm, I'm blessed with that because I can rely on these guys for a lot of things. But they pulled me aside and said, Matt, we need to talk to you. And then I said, okay, sit down with these guys. And these are all like, you know, early 20s, uh, 18, 19, 20-year-old. And <clears throat> they said, look, in kind words, we're going to tell you that your social media sucks. <laughs> yeah. you, I said, you have to listen you, at okay, that point. Okay, I'm listening. Yeah. I'm listening. I said, you're not going to offend me at all. You just tell me straight up because I know and I need help. And uh, so they, I mean, they started talking about algorithms and times of the day to post. And they said, right now your site looks like 
you are somebody who likes barbecue and <laughs> that you take pictures of food you make or food, you know, restaurants that you go to and stuff, you got to clear all that stuff out of there, get rid of that stuff and start focusing on product. And, uh, and, and so things started to really take a shift at that point. And I really started diving in and studying and about the time you figure out Instagram, it changes and, yeah. So it, any 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 tips that John and James uh, have uh, they want to pass along later, uh, feel free. Um, I always love to learn new stuff. So well, I'm I'm going to give you a tip right now. Go out and get an alligator and smoke it on one of those things. And take a million pictures <laughs> of looking inside this alligator, right. looking down at you. I'm going to tell you right now, you're probably going to get a. A million hits on or, it. Or just send us a yeah. cotton gin and I'll smoke an alligator right, on it and take right, some pictures. Right. I'll send you the pictures. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, I appreciate uh, that. Yeah, this is uh, – I've seen – James has shown me some of the pictures that people have taken with opening the door and, and they're hanging you know, ribs inside or you're or taking pictures from the top of the smoker looking down at, at whatever food they're, they're, they're doing. And I'm like, dude, these are like – these are a million-dollar shot. They look like a – you know, they look really, yeah. really great. You know what I mean? Got, there's, uh, there's some people doing some really great things with yeah, them, and yeah. I'm I'm really proud of that. It should be. It should be. Yeah, I, I'm I'm super excited to see where you go next year and year after and whatever else. And yeah, I know John John shared a picture with everybody. John has a 500 gallon smoker. Actually, he's got he's got a 500 gallon and a 250 gallon smoker sits on the same trailer. They they don't share the same firebox, but the fireboxes they're they're both double wall. It's it's set flush. Pretty pretty freaking awesome. Uh, so when nice. you heard when you heard when I heard the uh, 500 gallon smoker, I'm like, oh my god, yes, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, but I've seen a lot of competitions down here in, in Texas where people with the big rigs and everything else that's going away. You're starting yeah. to see a the lot more competition popular. smoker or cookers using these these drum smokers, right. and because they're so right. easy to maintain, they, they can have three or four of them out there at one time. They, they can that's light right. them ahead of time and just maybe main. Maintaining 250 degrees at next 10 mm-hmm. hours, Forever. right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because so, all your different, uh, you know, cook-off meats on them. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they're cooking. They got one set up for brisket, one set up for chicken, one mm-hmm. set up for uh, ribs, ribs or anything ribs. else. Yeah. So um, I've seen that these big teams, also they have a little bit of space now. They don't have to have this, this huge space. And then even um, Alden's father-in-law, he, he's got this big... Uh, trailer pit and he went out and bought I think he went out and bought three drums oh, three of them and, that's, yeah. and now that's, that's what he uses in all of his competitions is those three drums and I'm like it's genius like why yeah. why do yeah. you need a 500 gallon smoker for a competition right, right? Now, yeah he, those are gonna those, and that's the thing um, you know they, it's a whole other niche there you know you're, you're now because of that shift there the 500 gallons are going to be more aimed towards you know, guys that are doing catering. Catering, and, yeah, know. businesses. If you want to, 53 if you want, briskets. Yeah, if you want to cook 30 like briskets, yeah, get the 500-gallon smoker. That's And, you know, here's the deal. We've loaded John's pit up both sides with, with me cooking for fun. We're fundraising for something. Or we have one coming up, and we're doing one with Lions Club and for the city and uh, mm-hmm. first responders mm-hmm. that we're just, we're just going to be out there just cooking just to do it, right? I mean, we're not we're not charging for it or anything. It's just not that part I love. I love that whole giving back and like, hey, we can hold forty briskets, you know. Let's not very many people can do yeah. that, you know. So um, that's the part I really love. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, that's a lot of fun. 
Um, we're hoping to do some uh, do some stuff for our local uh, fire department and police department here in this uh, once the once the weather gets all warm and settled down. So yep. um, support them a little bit. That is awesome. That is, well, we're getting kind of close to the end on time here, but we have a question that we didn't get to yet that we have to ask you. Uh, barbecue fail. We like to we like to drag those out of people. Yes. Do you have one? Yeah. I mean, a lot of people don't fail. I know we, we get that. Like, I don't ever fail, but maybe you have. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think, John, you and I were kind of uh, going back and forth about that the other day. And um, my – my one fail that that I want to talk about here, this would have been probably six years ago, seven years ago. We just bought our, our new house, and um, all my family came up for Thanksgiving. Um, and mom says, "I want a brisket for Thanksgiving," and I had never cooked a brisket before. And I thought oh, it can't be that hard. I've got this electric <laughs> smoker that you you know cabinet smoker. Uh, you just plug it in and, and set the temperature and let it do its thing. Right. Just throw the wood chips up on the side and set it good to go. It. And, yeah. Well, easy. it was a cold Thanksgiving in Michigan, and we live out on a field, and the wind blows like crazy. I could not keep that thing up to temp. And I, I didn't do any research. I didn't trim it. I didn't do anything to this thing. I just <laughs> stuck this chunk of meat into the smoker, right? And... <clears throat> And yet, I know y'all are probably shaking your heads right now. Like, yeah, because oh you build smokers right, right. now. You're, you're really, <laughs> right, right. really getting to me. Right. right. So this was before I learned to smoke meat. Uh, I knew how to eat it, but I uh, had learned how to cook it. And so, man, I, I thought, oh, we'll give it like eight hours or so. It should be plenty of time. And eight hours rolls around. That sucker wasn't even close to being done. And <laughs> everyone starts getting hungry around 10 hours. And I'm like, shoot. What am I going to do? And I'm like freaking out. You know, here I'm the host and everybody, like, we, we just pulled it out and stuck it in the oven and cranked it up. And it was more of a beef roast than anything. But <laughs> it was terrible. And I, I told mom and, and, you know, not long ago, I was like, you remember that brisket I cooked and, at Thanksgiving? And she was like, oh, yeah, that was good. And I'm like, mom, <laughs> you're the only one that has said that's good. Like, <laughs> That's your mom. She has to say that. <laughs> it's my, you, you're that's obligated mom. to say that. Uh, but let's be real. It was terrible. It's like <laughs> shoe leather. That's fantastic. Uh, yeah. That's so, and, and that's the thing, you know, John, some people will, will tell you they haven't failed. And I want anybody that's listening to this, just if you're new to cooking barbecue, uh, cooking or anything in life, you're going to fail. Allow yourself to fail. Allow yourself to learn from your failures and and keep going keep moving forward and uh let your failures be an encouragement to you uh that you can improve and that you can do better and uh and don't be afraid to talk about your failures like everybody's gonna fail we're humans we're a we're, we're a fallen creature and you know we're not there's no perfection here so uh let's embrace that and and learn from those failures and mistakes and screw-ups and embarrassments and uh Shoe leather. <laughs> oh yeah, and shoe leather. One hundred percent. Yeah, learn learn from your shoe leather, right? That's yeah, right. Let's, let's make that a tagline. <laughs> I love it. Uh, that's the title of the episode. Right. right. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> no, uh, no, I do love that. I mean, that's a great message. I mean, it's something that we we talk about um, constantly on the podcast, uh, learning from our failures, because uh, we we can't grow. I mean, unless we 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 learn. I mean, let's face it. 
not everybody just rolls out a perfect brisket yeah, or we can't chicken. All or be like me. Yeah, we hear it from a lot. Like, I mean, especially when you put yourself out there, social media wise, you hear it because there are a lot of critics out there. Mm-hmm. You know, whether oh, uh, yeah. whether uh, I don't know that brisket looks. I, I'll never forget the first time I ever cooked a brisket. I was pretty happy with it, and I, I thought it came out with a nice smoke ring, and I thought it it, it was nice and and. Uh, juicy and, and and moist and all that good stuff and i uh took a picture of it and i posted on reddit and they just totally just like bag the crap out of it i'm like yeah What's you guys reddit? are a bunch of i'm going home <laughs> <laughs> you know but uh, you. yeah eventually Man. eventually they were and like that's... eventually they were like oh no that's good that's great and then, then uh, as i started progressing i started posting more and more pictures until I posted one one brisket, I think we had won um, Pasadena Livestock Show and Rodeo, which is about 160, 170 people. I think we teams, came in yeah. uh, teams, and we came in second in brisket. And I, I posted that brisket, and then everybody's like, oh, man, that's amazing. That looked great and all that <laughs> stuff like that. Now they started coming in like, hey, man, you think you can share that recipe? Uh, you think I can get that? Uh, Kiss my ass. I, yeah, I'm like, no, nah, no. Nah, you know, I'm good. And then, then now I'm the jerk because I won't share the, the, the freaking winning recipe and all that good stuff. But, hey, I mean, if, if we're not we're not learning, we're not, if we're not learning, we're not growing. So, I mean, uh, right. we definitely appreciate you sharing that message for sure. Um, Absolutely. Before we go, I'm going to leave it open to you. Um Plug your social medias, uh, the websites, and any final thoughts or questions that you might have. Fire away, bud. I just want to thank y'all for the opportunity to be on here. It's been it's been a blast. Uh, um, it's always enjoyable to talk to some uh, fellow Texans um, and uh, about something I'm passionate about. And you know, to go check out our social media. Uh, we're on Instagram at Cotton Gin Smokers. Uh, our website is cottongensmokers.com. Um, we're on Facebook as well, uh, for cotton gin smokers on there. And then, um, uh, you know, I want to thank my brand ambassadors, uh, Derek Perry, uh, Shelby Prest, Craig Tabor, Robin, Amy dot Rich Bayhurst, Colin Barker and Ty Foti. So, uh, check them out on Instagram and, uh, yeah, thank you very much again. Uh, this has been a, an honor and a privilege to, to be on here. Uh, we really appreciate it. I think we actually have uh, your guy, Derek Perry, coming up next month on the show. Yes, Derek. He's uh, He's been a, a big influencer uh, for me and uh, become a good friend. So well, they all have. Uh, but uh, Derek's been, been with me for a little bit. So That's awesome. All right. Well, uh, Matt, hey, thank you for taking time out of your schedule. We, we really do appreciate it here at Grabbing the Brisket. Um, we wish you the best. And hopefully we can meet up with you a little bit later on down the road. Um with the new adventures that uh, hopefully are in the works for you. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. All right, Matt. Hey, you take care, bud. Absolutely. Y'all too. Well, what y'all think, man? I thought that was cool. That is cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Mike is a great guy. I'm <laughs> ah, just kidding. <laughs> Quit I'm just joking. Hey, James. Yeah, nobody was going to talk. Hey, Matt talk was just the name. Matt was super cool. Guests, I, I've been waiting for a while to say this. James, <laughs> it, wait, it wait for a while. A thing. No, Matt was super cool, super fun having him on. Um, I want to play with one of those drums. Yeah, well, definitely, right? But I'm sure we can. Dude, let's just get together. We'll buy some. I mean, we can't. Yeah. I mean, we can if buy we the, all get together. Yeah, throw some money in there. Boom. We, got we need one. Uh, another about forty-eight million 
What? TikTok videos okay. to go Yes. We'll just viral. buy it with our TikTok money. <laughs> we will buy one in there 17 years. Can we, we, should, we should have asked Matt if he accepted Dogecoins. Totally could have paid for them. With I don't even know what that is. What the hell is a Dogecoin? Listen, guys, Bitcoins. Don't, don't get, Bitcoins. Don't cryptocurrency. Get Let's just get off of this, James. No, no. Hey, uh, super <laughs> great that he took time out to schedule yeah. to, to get on the grab. See how much time traveling yeah. around? And everything Memphis else. This is May. So, he was over there at the shed barbecue. With Brad, I mean, he's at the Royal. Yeah, I mean, dude, bouncing he's everywhere. He, he goes everywhere, man. Yeah. And, and on top of that, look, you know, I'm, I'm glad the numbers are looking good. He's getting a lot of these out, right? Yeah. Um, which is very cool. And um, yeah, I'm looking to maybe like, hopefully, I see this guy blowing up. I want to see this guy just yeah. blow up. Like, hey, I've had so many orders, I couldn't. We had to. We, we're not in a forty by whatever. We we have right. a right. whole production right. of these yeah. things going out. For right. all you listeners there that are listening, please be sure to to tag Crabman the brisket to receive your. Uh, so we receive our like. Yeah, bill? if you're gonna order one, Mitchell. go ahead and tell them you heard about them from Crabman the brisket. <laughs> That's what right. I was trying to get to. Uh, okay. Also, Captain Ron no has discount. the uh, has the Team Fogo one. Maybe we should get our hands on that since we're technically Team Fogo now. Yeah. Uh, you think? I don't think he'll. He, he send should it send it us. this way. And he's like, hey, let you borrow it for a week. Right. We're never going to send it back. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I mean, we will. <laughs> well, I mean, we will. We will. We will. I like a like a worn shirt. Yeah. yeah. So. It's like uh, what, what Alden would say. It's like um, it's both like of ours, <laughs> but keeping my house. house. Yeah. That's my bag, punk. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Go check out Con Gen Smokers. Yeah. Very nice guy. Very nice. Guy, very nice pits. I mean, yeah. the drums that he's putting out there. <laughs> I want to see the five hundred nice gallon smoker. I want to see this five hundred gallon smoker. Yeah. He didn't have it on his page. No, he did yet. have the no. smoker that he built in shop class. I saw that page. one. Did he? So, yeah, that I was saw pretty that. nice. A nice That's little cool. reverse floor. Check out their smoker. website. Yeah. So speaking of websites, Aldon, hit him up with the business. Grab the brisket dot com, guys. That's where to go to get all the fresh shit that you want right now merchandise i mean you can go listen to podcasts i mean previous podcasts that you missed out on check it out go to grabthebrisket.com you can listen to those things you can go buy shirts uh you can buy uh fucking what else we got there john we got koozies from coolie nation right we got that kind of stuff yeah you're not buying those but if you send us uh like a barbecue fail barbecue win Maybe a cool recipe you came up with. We go, we'll send you a koozie. Then we'll send you That's a right. koozie. But otherwise, guys, go to the website, grabthebrisket.com. That, that, that'll get you anywhere on all social medias, man. Like all the all the Twitters, all the Facebooks, Instagrams, all of them. Yep. Just, just go it's all there. there. One click away. It's one click, click away. One click away. That's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. I love it. I ain't never hit y'all with the business like that. I always... I feel awkward like signing off. Like I always like till next time, guys, or talk barbecue with you later. Yeah. Till next time. All right, guys. Hey, listen, we appreciate like it. Saying goodbye. Appreciate you taking your time out of your busy schedule. Listen to us. Um, hoping that our, our we've, we've done a little couple things where our, where our audio quality. Hopefully, it's not unlistenable or anything else. Uh, if it is, then it's John's fault. Yeah, right? This is That's true. I keep telling everybody. It's always, always John's is. fault. It's always we'll just have Matt back so, on. Yeah, cutting that out. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we appreciate it. Which man? We had one man on only today. Yeah. Anyways, all right. It was great. You, okay. you know what you could say? You could say, you know, if we stay on too long, we get burnt. It was great talking barbecue oh, okay. with you guys. Yep, I kind of like that. Hey, yeah. It was peace. Thanks. We've been great. We've been great. <laughs> Dying it, Bobby. Just grab the brisket. Or right, we would like to give a special thanks to Fogo Premium Hardwood Lump Charcoal 
Bonner's Fiesta Spices, Cooley Nation Custom Koozies, Cambro Manufacturing, Yeti Cooler, the Smoke Sheep Barbecue Newsletter, and Texas Brew Hopper. We appreciate their support. Y'all guys go check them out.